Welcome to the weekly sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro. It is an honor and privilege to share this time with you. We love studying the scriptures and feel they are central to our preaching, teaching, and living of the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. Our mission here is to grow disciples of Jesus Christ who know him, love him, and serve him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. It is our prayer that God would use our preaching and teaching to do exactly that. If you have questions, thoughts, ideas, or just want to talk a little bit more about what you've heard today, we love to hear from you. Most of all, know that you are in our prayers as we listen together. Now, let's dive in. Well, good morning, friends. It is, it is quite an honor to be with you today to share this message. Uh, our scripture lesson of today is from Matthew 28, 16 through 20. Hear now this, this word from Matthew 28. Now the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always, even to the ends of the age." In this scripture passage from Matthew 28, Jesus shares with his disciples their important life's mission after his ascension, to go into the world and to make disciples. The disciples were commissioned to share the transforming message of Jesus, a message that they had personally witnessed for three years. The disciples were called to become disciple makers. They were commissioned to share the gift of Jesus through their teaching and through their living. They were called to reflect the life of Jesus, a life that demonstrated compassion for others, service over self, a life of unconditional love and acceptance of all people, a life that demonstrated what it means to extend grace and forgiveness to others, what it means to be generous to one another. They were commissioned to share a life of humble service, of simplicity and contentment, a life of gratitude and thanksgiving, a life focused on caring for others, a life centered on putting the needs and interests of others ahead of their own. They were called to share a life lived out in every way like Jesus, teaching others what Jesus had taught them. Wherever they traveled on their journey, despite the hardship and persecution they would face, they were called to become disciple makers, to help others discover new life in Jesus Christ. 
Safe to say the disciples had their work cut out for them. They were facing an enormous responsibility. They were commissioned to creatively share a message and a lifestyle that would change the world forever. Jesus trusted them in this important work. Now, to effectively fulfill the Great Commission, to be successful in this work, to have the vision, the guidance, the desire, and the energy to carry out these final instructions from Jesus, the disciples had to receive an important gift. It was a gift that was promised to them in John 14, 26. This was the gift that enabled Peter to stand and to preach with tremendous power on the day of Pentecost. This was the gift that would help transform the life of a man named Saul of Tarsus, who was nodding in approval at the stoning of Stephen, and who was breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. This was the gift that would move in the life of a young lady from Franklin, Tennessee, named Courtney Allridge, to begin a ministry in the West Kentucky Tennessee Annual Conference called Project Transformation. This was the gift that touched the life of Father Charles Strobel to launch a ministry for the homeless in Nashville called Room in the Inn, a man whose very own mother was brutally murdered by a homeless man. This is the gift that enabled millions over the years to faithfully share the good news of Jesus Christ in a wide variety of ways. This was the gift that we read about in Acts 1.8, the promised gift of the Holy Spirit. This gift would become for the disciples the one tool necessary to effectively carry out the Great Commission. This gift would guide the early church in its formation and expansion. The Holy Spirit equipped and empowered the disciples for their important work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. Now, when Jesus spoke the words of the Great Commission to make disciples of all nations, and when he spoke the words from Acts 1.8 to be his witnesses to the ends of the earth, Jesus was communicating to his disciples, I need you now to share my story. I need you now to share what my life was all about. I need you now to love my people. I need you now to feed my sheep. I need you now to be my witnesses wherever you are in this life. Now, when we joined the United Methodist Church, we all made a very important promise. We promised to faithfully, to faithfully support the ministries of the church through our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. We all seem to have a clear understanding of prayer and presence, of gifts and of service. But what does it mean to faithfully support the ministries of the church through our witness? How do we faithfully live out that promise as a community of faith 
here at First United Methodist Church. We are all called through our baptism to participate in the ministry of the church, the work of the church. And my call in ministry is to help the, help the church understand and live out its mission to be a faithful witness for Christ in their local community. My call is focused upon equipping members of the body of Christ to creatively explore how to engage in the ministry of sharing Christ with a world in need. The mission of this church is to make disciples who know Him, who love Him, who serve Him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. The question I have this morning for you is this. Is God now calling this church in this season through the guidance of the Holy Spirit to stretch our vision and to expand our mission? Is God calling us to discern what it means to be a church with intentional focus and excitement to share the love of Jesus with a broken and hurting world? Is God calling us to explore what it means to live as a faithful witness for Christ in ways that will help transform lives in the community of Murfreesboro. Now, to be clear, I know that members of this church are already sharing the love of Christ in many ways. That's happening in a big way in this church, and we celebrate that. I know that many of you are involved in serving as a faithful witness for Christ, actively sharing your faith and inviting others to come and see what new life in Jesus Christ is all about. But as a part of this message today, I want to take just a moment to share a brief vision with you about how God might be at work in this church in this season to stretch our vision and to expand our mission. Now, I invite you to listen carefully and to be open to how God might be nudging you a little bit this morning, how God might be calling you to participate in some way in this ministry. Any building first involves the laying of a foundation. In this case, I envision the establishment of three new cultures in this church. Number one, developing a culture of radical hospitality. How do we as a church welcome, accept, care for, demonstrate unconditional love, and extend Christ-like hospitality to those who enter the doors of our church? Number two, developing a culture of invitation. We've heard that 77% of the people in this community are not currently connected to a local church. That's three out of every four people. And number three, developing a culture of healthy faith sharing. Key word there is healthy. How are we called to share our faith story to others in healthy ways? Not in ways that do harm to others, not in ways that judge others, 
but in ways that effectively communicate to others how we personally discovered Christ, how we connected to Christ, how Christ has transformed our life, and how Christ can do the same for others. Building also involves putting together a framework, right? This framework for this building includes the formation of seven new ministry teams. Number one, a share him leadership ministry team. This team will pray, discern, discuss, dream, and draw blueprints to build this ministry. Number two, an invitation ministry team. This team will focus upon how God is calling us to invite others to one of the many ministries this church offers. We will pay special attention to the fact that 50 to 70% of the people who find their way to the doors of this church do so through the personal invitation of someone they already know. Number three, sharing our story ministry team. Everyone who has said yes to Jesus has a story. What is your story? You know, when that story is shared in healthy ways, it has the potential to change the life of another person. It really does. Number four, welcome ministry team. Romans 15, 7 reminds us to welcome one another just as Christ welcomed us. Welcome one another just as Christ welcomed us. Think about that verse. You know, for most churches, 80% of first-time guests decide on a second visit to the church within 10 minutes of when they walk through those doors. And based on those numbers, we will closely explore what it means to be a church who engages in the practice of radical hospitality. Number five, an exploration ministry team. This is a really big church offering a wide variety of ministries. The volume of ministry can really overwhelm first-time guests. This team will work to ensure that our guests have someone to walk alongside them, to help them discover what we have to offer, and to give them direction on specific, specific ministries that can help them connect to God in meaningful ways and grow in their faith. Number six, a connection ministry. Connection ministry is so essential in the life of the church. Guests must be connected to other people and to meaningful ministries within six weeks of their first visit or they will not return. And finally, number seven, transition team. When guests decide to become members of the church, this team will work to ensure a smooth transition how will we welcome those who are new to our family? Is God calling us in this season to stretch our vision and to expand our mission? The disciples received the Great Commission and they successfully shared the good news of Christ. That good news has been shared by millions of other faithful disciples over the years 
And that life-transforming message has found its way to us. We are recipients of God's grace and forgiveness. Our lives have been transformed by the goodness of Christ. And now, just as Jesus turned to the disciples and shared the Great Commission, Jesus turns to us. And through that same guidance of the Holy Spirit at work in the lives of the disciples, may we as a church be about the work of building disciples by faithfully sharing this new life in Jesus Christ for the transformation of Murfreesboro in the world. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.